Are you gonna enter? You gotta. It's you, it's oh, M and Jordy, not Sorry. Jordy and M. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome it's back, Ken and Barbie. <laughs> Barbie and Ken yeah. and Ken. <laughs> He's just Ken. I am Kenup. He's just Ken. <laughs> but you're not just Jordy. You are Jordy. Well, don't get, don't shrug at me. <laughs> Whoa, all of it just hit right now. I shrugged and like the last remaining bit went up my spine into my brain. And the last remaining bit, Jordy means sobriety. Because this is our... <laughs> if you haven't put it together yet. Welcome back to Two Mourners. <laughs> One book club. I'm Em. And I'm Jordy. And this is our Drunk, Drunk and, and Disorderly, disorderly Debrief. debrief. Ruin and Rising by Lee Bardugo. I was like, why, what are you continuing? <laughs> where, where else is there to go? So, sorry that it's a little late this week. We've been busy. Work's it's been a long again. week, and it's literally a Tuesday. No, it has. And I had yesterday off, and I'm still like, damn. <laughs> I have a day off next week, and I think I might ask to move it up, because <laughs> I am hashtag exhausted. The bags under my eyes are... No bueno. We're doing it. Have it's y'all tough. used the age filter on TikTok? I used it and showed Jordy, and I was like, I have to go buy retinol. And I did. Okay, and then I said, oh, now I'm concerned. And I started putting it on retinol, and I got some in my left eye, and it messed it up really bad for no. a couple of days. It's okay no. now. <laughs> I'm all right now. Oh, my gosh. What happened? I thought I had pink eye. I didn't. I just got it in my eye a little okay, bit. Okay, what finger do you use to, like, put the retinol on? I don't I don't know. Okay, so according to JVN, you have to do it. Use your ring finger because that's your ring finger. That's like where your skin is the softest okay. to match the skin under your eye. Oh, and I trust them with anything. They're so smart. Yeah, I kind of want. I wish like we could go down to Austin and be like, "Hey, <sighs> can I get a haircut? Hey. What do you like? What do you think JVN, I should do with my hair? Just f me up, literally. Except please don't, because I no, I would have so much trust. Yeah. Ugh. The, I like think whatever that's like they decide. The only time I would ever be able to fully sit back and go do whatever you want. Yeah. And like be fully confident, like take a nap confident. Yeah. I really like my hairdresser now. And same. like I told you, I go in like We go two to the same weeks. hairdresser now. Oh, yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I go in like two weeks and I need to, I, I need to change the appointment. But um, I like was going to go darker with the balayage. But yeah. Yesterday it looked really light, and I was like, mm-hmm. "I kind of like the like golden." It looks good. No, oh, it me. looks really good. Yeah. So we'll see. I've been wanting but to do something crazy with mine again. It's been too should. long. But I don't know. I want. What if you got extensions? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I want. I don't know. I used to have blue hair in college, and I don't think oh. that would fly right now. But doing like one of like the like. May- not purple, but maybe like a maroon overtone. Ooh. That'd be cool for fall. My eyes would look so green. Oh, they would. Why didn't you order overtone for dark hair? Because mm-hmm. remember when I had the pink? Yes. And you could see it. So yeah. they have, like, I would order pink because your hair is like really dark. But it I have a be... lot of gray hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, that so would I would have really like, gradient. Cool. Right? But if you ordered the pink with your dark hair, it would look like, like red. more purplish maroon. Yeah. And then with a the gray, it would be pink. Oh. <gasps> See, I want my whole head to go gray right. so badly so I can tint it and have like a cotton candy moment. Ah. I used to have this My Little Pony 
like one of the OG ones, and she had cotton candy hair, like kind of like a gray white, like lavender with like Mm -hmm. pink and blue like stripes, and it came with a little the little brush. I would spend hours just brushing her hair, and now you're like, give me this, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want that much hair, but take it to start growing your hair out. And then shave it on the sides. And then oh, that. but an undercut is so hard to grow out. No, I just yeah. finished growing one out. That's true. Order over time. It works. I will. I probably will. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, that book that we liked. Yeah. <laughs> we have some oh. thoughts. Okay. Um, I forgot to put this question on, but let's start with ranking it. Let's just give it by itself. Oh. A one through ten. And then the context of the rest of Alina's trilogy, a one through ten. Wait, no, in you, terms mean, of goodness. you mean like one through ten by itself and then rank it as in, mm. in the trilogy. Yeah, in the trilogy, yeah. yeah. We're feeling a little more today than we usually yeah, do. Yeah, I didn't think I was feeling a lot, but then we walked up the stairs at my house and now I'm feeling it a little bit. It's the stairs, man. They the get stairs. you every time. Okay, um, on a scale from one to ten, what do you give it? A seven. It's not the worst book I've ever read. I really did enjoy it. I mean, I went through it in like a day or two, mm-hmm. I think, when I first read it last year. Uh, but it's not the best book I've ever read either. I'm going to give it a seven and a half. That's so arbitrary. <laughs> Where'd the half come from? Because I liked it. Um, but after reading, before reading Six of Crows, I probably would have given it an eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, after reading Six of Crows, I give it a seven and a half. Just because, fair. I mean, the multiple so points of view, it just, it changes everything, I mm-hmm. think. Um in her series, in Alina's series, I would rank it second. Yeah. Because I, I really love Siege and Storm, and then this one, and then Shadow and Bone. I totally agree with that. I think Siege and Storm is the strongest of the trilogy. This one's good. Like, it's a yeah. solid book, and I think it is a good ending to the series, which we'll talk about here in a moment, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, but I just, I like it better than Shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone was my least yeah. favorite of her story. But not to say that we didn't like it, because we no, really... No, we did Obviously, like we it. loved it as much as... D- we loved it much. We loved it much. We loved it enough to like start a podcast. Exactly. It. No, exactly. It's like we talked about it so much in our free time that we were like, we should record this. Yeah. So that's not to say we didn't like it. And it is necessary. Like we wouldn't have literally anything else. Yeah. Without that book. But I just think. She just gets stronger and more yes. talented throughout. Yes. All right. Yay. All right. So our first official question. So we have little sheets that Jordy printed out. Um. First official question, what was your favorite part? I put two. And this is weird because I also, it's going to contradict with the thing that I said I would change. But I did really like when all of the Soul That Soul got like the sun summoning powers. I wasn't expecting it. Like, like I really wasn't expecting it. I truly did think she was going to go supernova at that point, and that surprised me. So I liked it for that reason. Um, I also put (laughs) the part on the airship where David's like, just bend the light <laughs> just bend it just bend it <laughs> and how we went back and forth like just fold it in just bend the light alina <laughs> like, i don't know how to be more clear like, it's not hard just i don't know how to help you just bend it <laughs> i don't i don't know how to help you more can you help me at all at all <laughs> <laughs> i loved that part i loved it when i read it and then when we talked about it it made me love it even more so yeah. those are my favorite parts i do have a i those are both good parts. I have a lot of distance about the soul dot soul and the obichniki getting mm-hmm. her powers, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that. But it it was like, uh, oh, uh. I was like, I didn't expect that. 
Uh, Is there maybe a reason I didn't expect that? <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. My favorite part was when Nikolai came in at the beginning and mm-hmm. saved the day. Mm-hmm. Again. Again. <laughs> but it's so funny because we just found out Mal's stupid tattoo that I am become a blade. <laughs> and Alina's like, what the hell did you do that for? <laughs> and then these guys are trying to kidnap them. Mm-hmm. And then Nikolai's like, oh, I forgot the that prince was in is- this book. <laughs> Nikolai's like, oh, actually, I heard the prince is super handsome. <laughs> I and- hear Nikolai has a 16 pack. <laughs> <laughs> like the undercover boss. <laughs> Of, of what's his name Kylo Ren I oh, heard well. Kylo Ren is shredded he's like I heard Nikolai was handsome and oh I don't <laughs> think that's true well you know what he just such a Robin Hood yeah. moment and then he like literally swings from a tree and is like what more could you want I'm here and then makes a joke he's like oh sorry I gotta save y'all again good to see that's you incredible. it's like slay honestly slay. literally traumatizing <laughs> Well, for the people who died, so. I forgot that part was in this book. A lot happens in this book. It does. It's so good. Um, Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Question two. What was your least favorite part? I think I've picked the moment that condenses, like, what bothered me the most. And it's when right before the final battle, Elena tugs on the connection between her and the Darkling. That pissed me off. That's what I wrote, too! It was stupid. I'm like, you spent days concocting this plan with your friends to like finally get like get one over on the Darkling, and then you freaking you got some head and you're like, <laughs> let me be overconfident because <laughs> I'm hopped up on hormones, and I- it pissed me off. It was stupid. So I didn't. Just narrow it down to that. Just anytime she used her connection to him. Because every time she used her connection the first time, she was in the white cathedral. So what could he see? He's like, oh, she's saved. Where is she? He can like and find her. And it's well established that it's a two-way street. Like, yeah. We established that. And then later oh. on, she's in the spinning wheel. The spinning wheel. Do we think that maybe that's how he figured out where they were? It could be. And then... Caesarea was part of it, but not all of it. And then she's, like, they're in the hotel where he's waiting for... He's, like, waiting for her. And I'm, like, he very easily could have sent Opichniki and his Grisha to go kill them. And then in the fold, it's, like, oh, this is a surprise attack. Let me see where where he is. Where's Alex at? Like, it pissed me off. It was so stupid. But I also want to say... I am glad that she owned that power to call to him and, like, broke that one-way connection and made it a two-way connection. But let's have a critical thought. She claimed it, but it's also, like, you're a dumb Let's have, like, a critical thought about it. Like... She when she used it in like the hotel space, okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's fine. Different. But I think and like the White Cathedral, he wasn't going to get to them, but he could no, have. But he could have. He could have. But in the in the spinning spin, wheel, spinning wheel, and in the final battle, stupid, dumb, no reason, absolutely none. <laughs> what is that? You're throwing tubas at me. Tubas. It's a B. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What letter is it? B. Wrong. Oh no! It's um, it? it's uh, Joey and Frankie's yes. like Tupperware. Say it again. <laughs> Tupperware. <laughs> what? Tupperware. Tupperware. With with a B? He's like, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. We love Frankie and Joey. Yes. We feel like, well, I don't know. I feel like we're the, the female version of that. them. I can see that. Yeah. 100%. Two, two ends of the, and 
whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I don't know, man. Two mics. I don't know. <laughs> um, I also have another thing. Sorry, did you have anything else? No, that's all I had. Okay, so I also had the connection, but then um, this just like it made me like sad it gave me like secondhand embarrassment but not like embarrassment Mm -hmm. when mal went to go get her to watch the meteor shower and she was already (laughs) meteor (laughs) when she was already with nikolai Mm -hmm. and he was like looked so happy and then he saw them and was like oh (sighs) because that could have been a moment for them to be like oh let's talk about Mm -hmm. our issues let's have an open dialogue she could have like told nikolai and nikolai like he postured and like he like walked him through everybody to make sure they all saw them but also if she had said hey i'll meet you up there in a second i actually want to talk to mel he would have let it happen yes like he would have been like okay because <sighs> he's a good person he's a king Ugh. okay we just posted a tiktok and y'all please go watch it <laughs> please go watch it because i so spent good. a long time editing Em's it spent so much time <laughs> and effort on it and it's so good and it's the first tiktok like video i've actually made but i paired it's so good taylor swift songs with um characters from the shadow and bone so the darkling i gave him long live but like in his mind <laughs> like obviously he's gonna live a long time but it's like for him it's an idealized version yeah alina would have could have should have excuse me um mal out of the woods obviously because he can no longer um track in the woods um (laughs) uh, nikolai king of my heart because he is the king of my heart um zoya i gave her the man because i mean she is the man Mm -hmm. um like you know uh jenya bejeweled because obviously slay and then bagra (laughs) I went, I'm going through them so I can, in context, mm-hmm. give you this one. Bagra, I gave her a jump, then fall. Because <laughs> she jumped. And, and she then fell. fell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so please no. go watch it. I cracked myself up watching it. It was so good. It, so. it was so good. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that gave me like secondhand, not like embarrassment, but just like, oh. No, I also cringed <laughs> at that because that hurts really bad to want to share something like with somebody that you love and they aren't with you. And it's like, <laughs> damn. Sucks. Rip. Question three, what is the one thing you would change? So like I said, my favorite part is in tension with the thing I would change. I would let her keep her powers. And I actually wrote the phrase here, mm-hmm. let women be awful. Yes. In the best way. We support like, women's rights, but more importantly, we women's support wrongs. women's wrongs. That's why I like what the show did mm-hmm. at the end where she uses the cut out of shadows and she's kind of thrilled. I'm like, let women be terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, literally (laughs) sway. Like, I wanted her to grapple more with, like, this likeness in her to the Darkling and to Mm -hmm. Mortzova and how she could be different, but how she could also be the same. And, like, I wanted her to go supernova and, like, transcend just girlhood into, like, being a deity. Like, that would have been very cool. Let women be awful and terrible and terrible in the way that an angel is terrible like not terrible and like ew yeah i almost put that here but we have a question about the epilogue later Mm -hmm. and so i was like we'll discuss it then um so my um uh one thing i would change well i had two Mm -hmm. so the battle at the spinning wheel i Something like that had to happen. They had Mm -hmm. to have, like, some unrest, of course. Like, they can't just go from the spinning wheel and, like, have a nice journey. But I I would have liked to see Alina go on the little tour with Nikolai. Yes. 
um, with the cobalt blue lace. <laughs> Um, and then, like, meet up with them and go find the Firebird. Yeah. But I like that. I, like, I understand a battle had to happen. But the thing for me, it was, it, like, it's it was their one safe space left. Mm-hmm. And they thought they were safe because they were so far from everyone else. Yeah. And that just, like, they just have zero sense of security everywhere. It just yeah. shows that, like, he was going to get them regardless of where they are. No, yeah. I saw a clip from Game of Thrones on my TikTok recently, and I was like, should I rewatch Game of Thrones? Where um, Brienne of Tarth finds Arya and the Hound, like, in the wilderness, whatever. And she's like, oh, I made a promise to your mother that I'd get you back. And she's like, yeah, well, my mother's dead. So she's like, no, I'll bring you to safety. And the Hound is like, if you still think safety is a thing that exists, then you're a dumber bitch than I thought you were. And it's like, that's kind of what it was. And it's like, yeah. And, like, a lot of things happen there in the Nikolai monster thing and Bagra jumping then falling and... um, (laughs) Like, there was just a lot of death. Yeah. And their numbers were already so small. The other thing I would change um, is... (laughs) I can't can't laugh when I say it. (laughs) Laugh. (laughs) Say it. The orphanage. (laughs) Can I show you what I'm proud of? That gets me every time. That's what I was proudest of. I was like, oh, this is about to be diabolical. (laughs) I like listen to all the episodes after they're posted just to like double check. And I was driving and I cracked up when Jordy said that. I was really proud of that part. But again, that's like another, it wasn't, Alina and Mal never really considered it home, but it's the closest thing they ever had. And then Darkling was like, hmm, no, no, it's mine now. Except it's not. I'm going to kill everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and when, that was sad. When Bot he hung Botkin, yeah. That's that one. Me. That one, yeah. Anakuya, like. Bummer. Major bummer, but Botkin, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Why are we so attached to him? I don't know. I don't know. Really like but he's nice. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. What's one thing you wouldn't change? So I wouldn't change Nikolai getting possessed. I think that was really important. Hot. Sorry. <laughs> 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 you're not wrong but i think it was really important because he's been so confident and we'll see more like in king of scars like that a lot of that mm-hmm. is a facade but from Alina's point of view we don't we don't see that mm-hmm. and so i think that was like really necessary to his character but also i love a damaged man shake that boy up give him some trauma he was already like a 9.5 out of 10 now he's a 10 <laughs> because he's damaged no but i do think that was really important and i wouldn't change that uh one thing i wouldn't change is mal and alina's relationship with misha Mm, um that's good it was i think it was a good addition to the book and it showed because misha's an orphan and they were orphans and it just kind of showed like we're treating him how we i'm struggling not to laugh Gosh. I know, but I've conditioned myself to laugh. <laughs> Orphans. No! Oh! Because of this podcast. Oh, no! <laughs> Not in a real way. Oh, oh my man. gosh. Anyway. Um, but it, it, they treat him how they would have wanted to be treated, just mm-hmm. showing him kindness. And then at the end, when they essentially adopt him, I would have liked to know what happened to Misha in the epilogue because they just yeah, say, like, the they children. Really don't mention him. And I feel like like he's, he's at the, the wedding. Reason that they were like, you know what? Let's go back to Cramden and make yeah. it a place for kids like Misha. Yeah. And like, like he was at the wedding, but yeah. then it's like, hmm. And he's never mentioned again. 
justice nope, for Misha. I was gonna. Nope, not gonna do it. Um, <laughs> next question. <laughs> how, how do it's I, a frick, Mary there kill. You go. I was like, what's another word I could say? <laughs> Fluff, Mary kill. Uh, the Darkling, Nikolai, and Mel. You go. I know the answer to this. Yeah, tell me what you think mine is. I think <laughs> yours is Mary Nikolai. Obviously. Um, F the Darkling Obviously. and kill Mel. <laughs> yes. 100% correct. I think that you switched Mel on the Darkling. Okay, so <laughs> I I have it written down. I okay. wrote Mary Nikolai, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. You're do, stupid if you don't marry Do Nikolai. I want happiness? <laughs> <laughs> do I want joy in my life? Do I want a big fat emerald <laughs> engagement that ring? That literally describes what you want out of your engagement ring. <laughs> All of those things are what I want. Happiness, yes. joy, money, a big engagement <laughs> ring. Wealth. <laughs> like love, you know? I don't know. Sorry, that probably should have been first. A ripped. <laughs> <laughs> love was like number five or six on let the me, list. Let me... Love, <laughs> happiness, joy, a big ass engagement, <laughs> big ass engagement ring, wealth, <laughs> power, a ripped husband who's a little damaged. Okay, let's move that one to no, no. <laughs> Moving that one back up. Honestly, no. honestly. Um, so that's obviously like a no brainer. If you say anything else, you're an idiot. It's true. Um, it's a fact. And then I had 50-50 written for the Darkling and Mal. <laughs> it depends on the day. Literally, it does because like. Mal, he's not inherently evil, but we, <laughs> we have, like... The bar is on the floor. No, but, like, we've discussed, like, mm-hmm. he is a man. Like, yeah. and his reactions to Alina at points were so unsupportive, it just, like, gives me the ick. So here's the thing. I think the Darkling would eat out. <laughs> I think Mal wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not going to discuss that on this podcast, you don't Jordan. Ha- you don't have to. I'm just saying that's what influenced my final ranking. <laughs> that's not going to influence mine. It's 50-50. I'm talking about, like, I'm literally talking about how women deserve more than just the bare minimum. And you're like... That's what I'm saying. That's more than the bare minimum. I mean, fair enough. It's, again, the bar is on the floor. But, like, they both... The Darkling flat out manipulated and gaslit alina yeah emotionally abusive um mal is not emotionally abusive but is emotionally absent yeah he's emotionally immature yes in that like anytime she was struggling with something he just kind of turned away or Mm -hmm. like just didn't bother to help which again to be fair they're teenagers but like yeah nikolai i go back to this every single time when she told Matt, when Alina told Mal that she had this connection with the Darkling, that she mm-hmm. sees him, Mal grabbed a bottle of alcohol and walked and away. Left. And when Alina told Nikolai, he's like, well, what can you see? What can he see? How yeah. can we use this? And he, then he didn't even waste time not believing yeah. her mm-hmm. or thinking about the implications otherwise. And you know what? I would have loved to see in the room when, because Mal's in the room. It's Mal, Tolia, Tamar, and Nikolai. Yeah. And when she tells him and Nikolai immediately believes her, I would mm-hmm. love to see Mal's face. Like, oh. Because mm-hmm. at that point, he's like, what? He, like, finally yeah. chooses to believe her. Yeah. Like, oh, you weren't lying. Like, why oh, would she lie about yeah, that? Yeah, she's ever lied to you before. Like, Malian. What, what do you, what do you think Let's she's. Let's forget that's his full name. Yeah. What do you think she is just, like, insane? Like, oh, I see the Darkling. Like, what? What good does like, that do? Like, you're so jealous that you're, like what a ghost uh 
Like, dumb. Idiot. Also, part of what influenced my rankings is that, one, okay, I don't understand why there's a compulsion in the last book of YA books to have your main characters have sex. I don't get it. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think that Elena and Mal having sex was necessary in this book. I get why it was included, because they thought that, oh, there might not be a tomorrow. Yeah. Like, we might never get this chance again. But, um, just fade fade to black, you know? Don't give us, it was awkward. (laughs) Well, it wasn't- Because then when I'm playing Frick, Mary Kill on my podcast, all I'm going to think about is, it was awkward. I- I mean, it kind of, it faded to gray. It did. And I am not upset that they did this because it's building up and they finally had that conversation of, okay, Mal's going to give this up for you after you have kind of done everything you can for him. And he kind of has, but we don't see that from her perspective. Yeah. And so it's finally that realization of, okay, like we are meant to be with each other. Yeah. Um, whether it be this supernatural being or yeah whatever but let's have this let's enjoy our last night together i get it but also like just thinking like from the perspective of like maybe a parent who's seeing if they're going to want their kids to read this book mm, that like the culmination of a relationship should not be like the pinnacle of pining for each other should not be sex yeah and that's it and, like, they have more conversations after, like, in the 20-whatever pages that are after they have sex. But it's, like... Okay, but they don't mm. really, because remember, Alina no. wakes up and Mal's gone. And then he sees her and is, like... No, literally. <laughs> <laughs> he sees her and he's, like, hey, boo. And, like, that's it. So, that's, but again, that's my gripe. Okay, but um, Nikolai, he's, like... Mm, that's a different story. You won't kiss... Like, don't kiss me until you're not thinking of him. No, Take your time. I'll be here. If we want to get good messages out to kids, <laughs> you have to choose Nikolai. Don't be a Mal. Be a Nikolai. Well, and that's where there's this gray area and like, is young adult marketed to 18 year olds or is it marketed to below 30? Because I'm going to say 18 to 30. Exactly. And that's where it's like, it, we are young adults. <laughs> I was literally talking about all the gray hair I have at the beginning. Okay. Of this podcast. I met. I was going to mention this earlier because we were talking about, I don't know what we were talking about, Mm -hmm. Um, but I was like, for my birthday this year, Mm -hmm. I want to have a Jane Austen tea party because I'm 27 years old. No, we totally should. I have no money and no prospects. Let's do it. (laughs) I'm already a burden to my parents. My my husband and I will buy a house just so we'll have somewhere to host a birthday party. Thank you. (laughs) We can have it at... Oh, yeah, we can. We can. So it'll be fine. So anyway. That'll be fine. We're old. No. (laughs) But yeah, I just, so for me, 50-50, not that, (laughs) all that to say, depending on the day, Kim is either going to frick or kill (laughs) Mal or the Darkling. Okay, but again, like, obviously Mal is a better person than the Darkling, Mm -hmm. because he's not, what he's doing isn't out of malice, it's out of immaturity, Yeah, and not having been through the situation before. He was an orphan, didn't have, like, Alina was his support system, and then he goes... That's true. um, He goes into the army, and everyone is fawning all over him, Yeah, and so he's able to have these, like, not... Yeah, not... I was gonna say not meaningful relationships, but essentially encounters, and then he's like, oh, Alina, yeah, that's right, she was there. That's very um, true. So it's it's not and he's that's not a real a ba- thing that happens to young boys. Yeah, and I again I don't dislike Mal like Jordy does. I like Mal. I just think Goodbye. he some of the things he does and some of the things he's I just can't get past the like 
not believing. That to me is yeah, like that's the biggest. We're not getting over that. Like if my boyfriend was like someone I knew my entire life mm-hmm. and have been in love with my entire life, and I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm having this really big issue, and they're like. Hmm, that's mm. too bad. Like, I just can't. Crazy. Let me drink about it. Yeah. Like, I like. That's absolutely not it. I can't get past that. That's no, the thing. That's really I bad. said, I mentioned in our last drunken disorder, I just can't. No. Like, to me, I. Mm-mm. So, that's like the, one of the worst things you can do to another person. So 50 50. 50 50. Depending on, like, after the darkling bur- burned the orphanage, mm, mm. I'd, I'd sleep with Mal. Yeah. <laughs> after that's Mal was. Form. After Mal was like, mmm. I'm going to kiss your biggest enemy and uh, just not believe you. Darkling. It's true. You know? This is all when Mal is of age, of course. Well, he's 18 in the books now. Because yeah, when they started, go, they they're 17. That's so, true. Yeah. The Darkling is 400-year-old ass age. over here. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been 17? A while. The puff of dust. <laughs> Can I get you, babe? No. <laughs> you did not, in fact. Okay. Anyway. Moving on. Uh, what do you want to ask the author about this book specifically? How could you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I almost always write how could you for that question. Look, if I ever saw Lee Bardugo, I would just like, I would first cry. of all, I would cry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would like break down. Second of all, um, I'd be like, <laughs> why? <laughs> why did you do this? <laughs> She'd be like, what? Anything? Everything. <laughs> Matthias. The frog. <laughs> yeah. Um, we keep mentioning, we've mentioned the frog for like ever. For a long time. And this was in a TikTok um, before season two like came out. Like months ago. And it was like an edit of like Matthias, I think. It was. And it was like this little a tiny little frog, frog. Just going. Because <laughs> its whole body. like. And Jordy sent it to me and is like, you. <laughs> it's true. I love that frog though. Yeah. Um. So I would ask Lee Bardugo what she thinks about Alina's journey mm-hmm. from start to finish. And at this point, after she's written more books, yeah. what would she change? That's a really if, good and question. And if she would change anything about this trilogy, because mm-hmm. we do see a lot of growth from Alina yeah. in the books, but it's still, she's still an unreliable narrator. Um, and not that that's a bad thing. No, that's actually a strength in writing. Yeah. To be able to write an unreliable yeah. narrator. Um, and I, I just, I wonder if after writing Kaz and Inej and mm-hmm. Nina and Matthias and Wyland and Jesper mm-hmm. and, and King of Scars, Nikolai and Zoya mm-hmm. more, like from their points of view, would she change anything about Alina's point of view? Yeah. I think that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. I would ask why she made the choice to take Alina's powers from her. I knew you were going to ask um, that, so I didn't put that. <laughs> I, I just think How could you do interesting this to me? Choice. Question mark. Well, and I think that she kind of realized that and rectified it with certain characters in Nikolai's stories. Mm. Like that duology, how it ends. Mm-hmm. Like, but I'm We'll like, get to that. We'll get there. But I wondered why she made the choice to take Alina's powers. And then I know she's like said in interviews and stuff, and we actually talked last episode about like her criticism from this book not being hard enough fantasy was basically why she killed Matthias in the Crows duology. And so mm-hmm. I would ask <laughs> I would ask why use that criticism the criticism from this book to do that. Mm. And like if it was allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. And like 
just basically how criticism from this trilogy has informed her writing going oh, forward. Oh, that's a good question. Because, and this is not Leigh Bardugo at all, but some... Because we love... We love Leigh Bardugo. Bardugo. Like, Matt, she, like, if we saw her, we would start crying and probably, like, fall to our knees and start bowing. No, literally. Yeah. Because, like, and that's why I'm prefacing... That's not an exaggeration. No, that's why I'm prefacing <laughs> this with... Um, this is not Leigh Bardugo, what I'm about to say, but some authors get called out for having series that don't include, like, any type of diversity. Mm-hmm. And some of them double down. They're like, that's too bad. It's my world. I made it up. And some are like, oh my gosh. And they overcorrect. And it's like pandering. And Lee Bardugo did not do that. I think she really authentically engaged yes. with her fan base. And like authentically integrated things into her books. Not perfectly like we talked about in the mm-hmm. Crows duology. Like I still, there's still some stuff there that's mm-hmm. like, mm, but i think she tried and it came from a good place yeah but also going from like a trilogy where it is mostly white people eurocentric yeah and to six of crows where it is very diverse and includes different kinds of diversity yes in it i think it was really well done and did not feel forced it was a more authentic It came from a good place yeah. and not from a I need to sell books place. Um, it came uh, from a I should um, be a better writer place. A more authentic illustration of the real world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So with that, like we know that she can integrate that criticism and it has pushed her to do really good things. I would just ask how criticism of this trilogy has yeah. informed her writing going forward. That's a good question. Um, also... We would just really like to meet Lee Bartugo. I know. If we could have the opportunity to ask any of these questions. When I was in LA for work, not this, oh my gosh, it's been almost a year and a half. <gasps> I was like, Lee Bartugo? Lee Bartugo? <laughs> Excuse me. We like went all over LA that day. And yeah. I'm like, I think she lives there. I don't know. She's like a she cute little garden. There. Yeah. Um, that I would really like to see. I love a good garden. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm like, <laughs> what if we just like randomly ran into her? Like what? what just like just what ran if? into her? That'd That's not so going to happen, cool. but I would love it. Could you imagine if it did? Oh, my gosh. Incredible. <sighs> anyway. Incredible. Next question. How do you feel about the epilogue, and does it feel like the characters earned this? I liked it. I think it was important. I personally love, like, the raw, like, bitter-edged endings like we get for, like, the true, like, I cut don't. Ending. I want a I happy ending wrapped up in I a little bow. I don't. I love, I loved like that. That was the last line of Rune and Rising, but I did really oh, that, like that. Was a good last line. It was, but I did really like the epilogue. It felt good. Like I liked seeing what happened after and how they weren't like able to just seamlessly move on. Because I think one of like the central themes of a Shadow and Bone trilogy is like war and how it, it. It honestly feels a lot thematically like the Hunger Games of like war doesn't actually help anything and like the healing happens after but you're never gonna fully be the same as you were Mm. um which i really liked but i will say in hunger games that ending that was like the first Mm. one where i was like okay with that epilogue where it was Mm. a not happy happy ending yeah but it made sense and then after that i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) after that you're like never again um traumatizing i don't know if i felt like they earned it oh i don't i feel i feel like they had some more struggling to do before they got there and i know you're looking more at everything they were doing death like jordan literally died and i get it i mean more struggling with each other like i mean mm. i don't think you get to take all of like because they did some horrible things to each other mm-hmm. and mal did some horrible things to alina i don't think we should gloss over that in their wedding which I, I know it's like think, years and years later but but well it i don't think it's years and years later 
I mean, the epilogue, yeah, but, like, not yeah. the wedding. I think in the show, people were really upset that Mal, like, went off. I, I think. I loved that. I thought it was a really good idea. I thought that was such a service to his character. It, it was because they kind of bring it up in here. They're like, well, if this connection is the only thing that's bound us together for all these years like what if it is yeah that's been and in the book they're like "Mm, no i don't think it is and they like just push through it and yeah that's great i'm glad that they ended up together and happy but in the real world if no like you need in the real Sorry. world, you wake so, up 20 all, years the, later and you resent the shit out of each other. In the real world, this wouldn't happen because there's no powers like that. But <laughs> but if, I mean, in the show, they were like, Mal's like, I have to find myself because I don't know who I am without this connection. He's a tracker. How's he going to find himself? <laughs> he lost his ability to track. Rip. Um, but I think it was good for them to both grow on their own because yes. at the beginning of the book and the show, they were separated. Codependent. Well, they were separated because of circumstance and their jobs in the, mm-hmm. in the military, but they would come back together and it's like all they had talked about was the other person. And that's really, really sweet and great. Yeah. And Mal always found Alina and all that stuff. But I think them growing separately and maybe – in that separation hopefully if we get a season three we get that um taking a little break we get the uh realization of okay my actions here were not the best and i see that now and i need to apologize for that yeah i think yeah i 100 percent agree i i would have liked that much more if they were like you know what let's that, that's actually how um, a duology I recently read kind of ended with two of the characters that, like, the whole time, it's like, oh, they're going to get together, but they're both just kind of terrible people. Mm. And at the end, they both kind of go, like, well, I'm going to go traveling in this direction. You're going to go traveling in that direction. I hope our paths cross again, but we got to learn who we are without each other. And at the end, like, they do find each other again. But like, also that... that so nice. It, that also takes a lot of self-reflection mm-hmm. and self-understanding, which they don't have as young adults. No. But that's why it doesn't feel super earned. I feel like they needed some more, like, personal growth mm-hmm. before we could say, oh, when we get this bittersweet ending where... They essentially, it's the same ending as a lot of YA books have. They settle down and they have lots of kids, which the kids are orphans and like they are like headmasters of the orphanage. That's fine. The but orphanage. It- I established the first private orphanage in Kramson. <laughs> the orphanage. I help raise hundreds of children. I get to see My them friends growing never up. See me. That's another thing I wrote is I'm pissed <laughs> their friends would come see them more often. There's In no their eyes good I see reason. You, Alexander. <laughs> what? <laughs> the secret code has been unlocked. But you know what? That's so in, freaking true, though. No, but in, you know what I mean? In the, in the, yeah. in Hamilton, she's like, in their eyes, I see you. I know. <gasps> but, <gasps> but then literally. OMG. Wow. Sorry, what were you saying? You're so that's, good. That's, <laughs> no, that's so good. That's chilling. <laughs> uh, it really is. I'm not being sarcastic. I know I sound sarcastic. Um, I'm mad. Like, you were mad that their freaking friends didn't visit them more. There's, <sighs> there's no, no There's literally way. no reason. Zero reason. There's um, literally no reason. Like everybody thinks that Mal's like the Duke's relative. That would make some. That would make sense for yeah. these people to visit the Duke's relative. Yeah, stupid. 
Um, so for the epilogue, I, I think that they earned it because I, we all know, I love a nice happy ending wrapped up in a little bow. Um, <laughs> and I think they do deserve happiness, especially they do deserve happiness. like Mal and Alina just have had shit luck their entire lives yeah. and haven't really had happiness for for longer than a fleeting moment that's true um but also i was like at what cost because i hated i well i have a lot of dissonance about alina Mm -hmm. losing her powers because i love the spin that libra dugo put on it in that narratively yeah i because in a ya novel when a female main character loses her power she loses it and then they're gone just from the universe yeah and this one it was for the like it's always for the greater good but it multiplied in other people Mm -hmm. and so it was able to continue like the power was able to continue on but she was essentially grew up thinking she was nothing and then was Mm -hmm. like you're this super special person and then she's like i'm dead because i can't live like that anymore because i'm not that person and so I did not love that she lost her powers. I understand mm-hmm. why it happened. And I like the way that Lee Bardugo did it. Yeah. Because I think if she had kept her powers, I don't know. I don't know if she might have been Well, we could see it. We could. Yeah, we could see it in season three. I would love to see that in season three. But again, three, we support honestly. our writers and our actors. Yes. We want everyone on set and working. Line. Yeah, we want everyone working on a film or movie production to be paid fairly. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know how how that would have played out exactly, but I think they they deserved happiness. But yes, it pisses me off that it's like, oh, they visit once a year. Why did Mal and Alina never go to the palace? Literally. Why? Nobody would question them. When it's like, oh, a man came once. Like, hell, Nikolai would only visit once. I think not. And it's like, oh, Alina's supposed to be dead. Dye your hair. Yeah. Grow up. Cut. (laughs) Grow up. Cut your hair cut it and dye it cut it and have have jenya tailor it literally not hard like i don't not hard and okay but also tolia and tamar never mentioned do you really think that they wouldn't go Are with the triumvirate to go Tolia's see them just called her their sister Mm-mm. in the Mm-mm. last chapter that he Mm-mm. was in no no absolutely not. absolutely not i think that was mischaracterization of them yes and i'm upset about it it i pretend like when i don't like you know what i should probably just go on a fan fiction and like find no, a really good should, epilogue a fix it, fix. like i just i it you need to fix it fix it does because i'm not unhappy with it but i'm unhappy with it i'm not I'll say it. i'm not unhappy with like their happiness and it's clear that they still have a relationship yeah with those people but they went through a whole bunch of shit together they like, and it's like oh at christmas time no, one of Alina's like, big realizations in this book is like this friends. This is the group. Like, yeah. like I don't like literally one of the quotes in the book is like she's like I don't know when it became us and them, but it is. Yeah, it's us. And also, like I love that the triumvirate visits, but it's only once a year. But also, again, Tolia Tamar. Where's Nadia? Where's Adric? Literally, like they were there. Well, we know where they are. They're in Fierda. Oh yeah dang we'll but get to that in the next for book. anybody else yeah we'll get yeah, that in the next that's book. not that's neither here nor there right now but 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 also nikolai visiting once and like oh yeah he sends gifts obviously he's gonna send obviously send gifts he's, he's gonna, gonna be like oh gifts. they need this they need this but for him to visit once i know he's a I king know. but like mal and alina i don't i don't think they would just turn their back I on helping they would that's not there i know that was yeah really upsetting i uh, that was really really upsetting like in my mind i'm just like no i think 
I don't think they could have stayed. No. But if they had lived in Ravka, what if they had opened an orphanage in Ravka? No, literally. Or like out. Like what somewhere is closer the, to Osalta. Yes, that's the town. Like in like in the gates of Osalta. It's post-war. There's going to be orphans. Yeah. Everywhere. And it's like, oh, hey, here. And then. Why go back to somewhere so painful? But then. Exactly. Wait. That too. Um, and like all the kids there who were at the orphanage, the Darkling. I mean, I guess we don't know what happened to them because mm-hmm. if there were kids there. Like, did he kill them or did he just let them go with the Grisha? Yeah, I think like, he let them go with the Grisha. We don't know, but not, those kids are all tried. in one spot. But what, if they had just opened an orphanage in Osalta, yeah. like on the outskirts of town, they could have been like, oh, hey. And then mm-hmm. when Nikolai or Zoya or Jenny or David have a question, it's like, oh, just come on over. It literally would have been so easy because it could have been like Nikolai establishes the King's Royal Orphanage in honor of Alina, who was an orphan. And who's this mysterious person running it? Who cares? Like, like in her memory. Yeah, it's embarrassingly easy. It's a it's a long lost relative. That's why they look. Well, no one knows what she looks like if she cut cut and dye your hair. I, I'm literally saying nobody would like, especially since she's been like canonized as a saint. Yeah. In all of these portraits, I think if she cut her hair, not even dyed it, if she cut it mm-hmm. without the amplifiers, no one I don't would know. Think anybody would look twice. Yeah. Honestly. And then also like Mal. Like, sorry, but he's, he's an Otskatsia. Yeah. A white man? No. no. No, he's just like an average dude. Like he's, he's not like extraordinarily like yeah. handsome or there's not yeah. something like super distinct about him. Yeah. He's just a dude. So I, yeah, that, that ending is not like there, like there's zero, re- it, it just, I, I can't even talk. I'm so upset. No <laughs> <laughs> reason. There, it negates the relationships they've built for but the past built. three books. Yes. And like, oh yeah, they still see them. And like, did I cry when the first time I read the "You'll Always Be One of Us"? Yes. yes. But did like, I cry when somebody commented it on our TikTok. Yes. Oh yeah, thank you for that. I cried as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that could that scene could have very easily happened. Yeah. Elsewhere, like the like, that makes so much sense. The King's Orphanage of Osalta in honor of Alina, because like what did he said a little <laughs> shit too. Call it Sancta Alina's Orphanage. Yeah. <laughs> never run it i can see that like it's embarrassingly easy to do that in character oh and also the wedding the wedding they like go to the true sea which yeah they always wanted to go to and in season two they get to do that super cute whatever but they're like like jenya wouldn't have been part of the wedding right like tolia wouldn't have walked her down the aisle they don't come over because they didn't invite them to their wedding (laughs) who do we think would have walked her down the aisle nikolai or tolia they both would have one on either side or both Tolia and Tamar. Mm-hmm. Nikolai would have officiated. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. But like, Jenya would have had a conniption over... Everything. Over... But just like, Alina not having an actual... She would have wanted to fuss over her. Yeah. Which she deserves to be after yes. all this. Yes. And Zoya would have been like, rolled her eyes, but would have been a bridesmaid. Like, Oh, yes. She would have rolled her eyes, but she'd have been there and made sure the weather was perfect. Yes. I just... Literally. <sighs> like... There's no upsetting. So genuinely upsetting. And also it's out of character, I think, for Alina and Mal to run away and go get married by themselves. I agree. Like whatever. Well, quick, you're Alina. Do you kill Mal? Obviously. Yes. Same. Yeah. Well, Jordy, what's your what's your opinion on this? Well, it pisses me off. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) 
so when we started this podcast in my show notes for episode I can't even remember, but in the first book, I wrote notes and I put it in red and I said, remember to talk about during <laughs> Ruin and Rising. So let me find my note really, really <laughs> fast. Oh, well, that's which funny. episode was this in? This is so funny because I literally it put it so early. I literally it put like it in all caps. chapter four. Well, not chapter four, but it's episode, episode four. four of our podcast. I put in all caps. Remember for Ruin and Rising, Mal didn't kill Alina when he promised to. But Alina kills Mal when she promised to. And that's just another thing about the two of them. And, like, like, don't mistake me. I'm going on the record saying I do believe that they are supposed to be together. Mm-hmm. I do believe they're the best fit for each other. I am happy they get together in the book. I think they should get together. That being said, a lot of what they go through is trauma from exterior forces or external forces. They got a lot of shit to work out together. Because she makes him promise. And he can't do it. He won't do it. Mm-hmm. But then he makes her promise, and she delivers. But he guilts her into promising. Exactly, he guilts her into making the promise. He guilts her into doing it. Like, like he see this is a, no. The, he's eager for it, and it's like no matter what, she loses. Mm-hmm. Is the thing because like she truly, honest to God, believed at the time when she asked her like, if we not find it in time, blah blah blah. blah I need you to kill me, and like she has a pretty good reason. Honestly, the rest of the books would not have happened. And he's like, yeah, sure. And he says, I promise I will. And then he doesn't. But then he literally has to like cajole her or cajole. I don't know how you say it. It's K. It's C-A-G-O-L, I think. Cajole. He has to like cajole her into like over days into being okay with him. But then he's like, him. don't let these people die for nothing. Don't let. No, literally guilt her. Yeah. Which that's the thing I don't love. Mm-hmm. Like. That's not mature. Like, okay, if she if he didn't kill her because he's so in love with her, fine. She kills him for the good of the people and to end it, fine. He guilts her. Yeah. That pisses me it's off. It's awful. It's terrible. I don't like that. I hate it. Um, But obviously I'm going to kill Mel. Like, obviously. Like, don't get me wrong. I like Mel. Whatever. But. If, to save the world. Yeah. To save the world and get rid of the fold. Like, really? Really? You think I'm not going to do that? Be like, mm, you know what? Things are really good uh, like they are right now. Um, this is actually fine. I'm actually, I feel really, really strong with the amplifiers I do have. Um, you know, like. Well, and that's the thing, too, is in the whole book, we have her internal monologue of, like, how she almost wants to kill him mm-hmm. for the amplifier and how she's, like, disgusted with herself for that. Mm-hmm. And him guilting her into doing it is making her feel monstrous. Yeah. And that's not okay that's the thing again it's just guilty i'd like if she if he was like no alina you have to do it it's like okay you're right yeah and he to his credit though he guides her hand yeah to kill him which like like all she does is hold the blade pretty yeah. much um so like that is a like good moment for him but i can't say like don't no. guilt her no there's a battle going on right now she's dealing with enough like no literally like what do you think it's just, i hate it yeah so I don't love terrible. that but yeah, that's the fact that he wouldn't kill her. Nikolai would have killed her. And he says so as much. And Bagra. No, he, he does. Bagra tells her too. She's like, I'd kill you. Yeah. Zoya would have done it. When she's like, you know, like, hey, I think getting three amplifiers might make me, like, you might have to stop me next. And Nikolai's basically like, well, I hope it doesn't come to that. But mm-hmm. if it does, I'll be prepared. And to be fair, in the second book, Tolia and Tamar let Mal go to her. Mm-hmm. But I think they would have killed her if it came to it. Yeah. Because if, if she had told them, 
if they knew that's what she wanted yeah they would do it yeah that's the whole thing is that they're centering it's like about centering the agency yeah like they center it as alina's choice mal centered it as his choice and mm. it pisses me off that's so true dang men Ugh. <laughs> Okay, next question. You get five minutes to talk to one character. Who is it and what do you say? Okay, I'm going to start. All right, start. set, go. Wait, 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 no, not yet. Oh, wait, oh, we're actually I'm going to start my timer oh. for five oh, minutes. Shit. I would have written down more what I was going to say. Damn, okay. Okay, ready? Five minutes going now. I would talk to Alina and I would sit her down and have like a heart to heart with her and tell her after she doesn't have her powers anymore, like, hey, you're worth was never defined by a person it was never defined by the things you can do it's never come from anything outside of yourself your worth has always been inherent as a human person you have dignity and value and that doesn't come from somewhere else it doesn't come from your powers it doesn't come from your family or lack thereof it doesn't even come from your friends who are great it comes from you by virtue of existing so feel confident in that and don't let anybody tell you otherwise because I'll know a lot of people have tried to tear you down and ha- maybe have succeeded in that and that you've also invested your worth in the, the actions and words of very of others but you shouldn't and that was only a minute that was only a minute well, that's all I have to say there would have been like back and forth dialogue so that's yeah, fine that's all I have to say to her yeah. but I would talk to Alina and basically just like really try to pound into her head like you are enough and you are worthy with or without powers, with or without a man, and you shouldn't feel like you're not. That's good. I actually didn't choose Mal or, or Alina. You know, if I had chosen Mal, I'd have been like, let's just take you out back and give you a quick slap and <laughs> that'll solve half of his problems. Have a reality check. Um, I would talk to Nikolai and just give a five minute proposal um, about why he should marry me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I kid. Um, I actually said uh, Zoya. Really? Yeah. And I would like to ask her change in perspective on Alina and the situation at hand. That's good. um, And her thoughts and feelings about the group, like individual members of the group and also the group at large and how she feels that she fits into it comparatively, like before Alina was there at the little palace, like did she really have friends there? Um, Mm -hmm. And also how she feels about the Darkling, because we get more information in the next two books Mm -hmm. about her history and past, but we don't really know about her life at the Little Palace, even in those books. And so I would like to talk to her about what that was like. And it's implied in the first season Mm -hmm. and also in the first book that she was the Darkling's favorite Mm -hmm. and that they probably had a relationship, manipulative, like Mm -hmm. no bueno. But um, (laughs) I would have liked to ask her about that dynamic and how she felt like when Alina came in and when did she realize that the Darkling was not on her side. Yeah. Um, And then also I want like an in-depth like conversation about how her relationship is with Tolia and Tamar and like Nadia and Adric as well, but specifically Tolia and Tamar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I know there's like respect there for like battles and things like that. But you know, they're so different. Yeah. Big fan. So I talk as well. Yeah. I like that because being like we talked in those books but like 
that the system that the Dark Queen set up worked exactly how he wanted it to, uh-huh. and that everyone was jockeying to be his favorite, but whoever his favorite was, was incredibly isolated and mm-hmm. incredibly lonely. And, I mean, Zoya goes from an individualistic person mm-hmm. to literally working using her powers for 48 hours almost to make sure that they get to safety yeah oh excuse me so i think that would be an interesting uh discussion i agree okay. last question mm. bringing it back to the show which crow would you most like to have seen in this book series you can only pick one but also it's important to note jordy specified that they have to be the age that they would be in yeah. this time so essentially five years prior to Jeez. the events in six, six of crows, crows. I said Nina. Obviously. I has to be Nina. Well, because we, when we, <laughs> we were, were like going through when it. We were pre-gaming for the podcast today. We were going through where everyone is and what's going on. And it was like, ugh. Let's recap yeah. where they are. <laughs> um, so. So Kaz, um, Jordy just, just died. And he, I mean, they could be going through the pox right now. Or yeah. um, he could be cutting a kid's feet so he can get no, their job. Literally. <laughs> um, Anesh was just kidnapped. Ugh. Um, Major bummer. Matthias's family was just murdered and he was just adopted by a white supremacist. <laughs> uh, Jesper's working on the farm with his dog. Jesper's actually okay. We don't yeah, want he's to fine. take him away he's from fine. that. Yeah, he's fine. He's thriving. Um, Wyland's mom just died, quote unquote. Just got sent to the farm. <laughs> <laughs> no! Yes! I said it before and I'm going to say it now. So, like, everyone else would be not, not a, good help not good in this candidate. situation um so we both said nina i said nina as well because she was they they mentioned it like once or twice yeah. in six of crows and Cricket kingdom that mm-hmm. nina was um with the grisha students at Karamzin and then with the darkling so i would love to see nina's perspective like little yes. little baby nina yes and this is this is where her patriotism comes from yeah at this point because she sees that the dark clean, what he's done, and then what Nikolai is now doing, and how much she loves oh, Zoya is doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is where she sees Zoya, and Zoya becomes a teacher to her. Yeah. So it's like I would have loved yeah. to see like because Nina is already like very headstrong, very imperious, mm-hmm. and like I would love to see just a really young, very like almost like snotty yeah. <laughs> Nina like with Botkin a, already a polyglot and like yeah. knows all these things but is so young and oh immature. you know you know she was she fought with Botkin and Chu oh, yes like they absolutely had back and forth 100%. conversations and he's like oh what <laughs> <laughs> what did you say to me and you know Anakuya was probably like this child yes. like what no literally mm-hmm. I would love to see that yeah I oh, man our crows is children dang Mm. sad (laughs) anyway those are the questions we have for y'all today we're not going to do the um uh uh queer eye matching this one for these characters we have maybe we'll do it in the next one because yeah we get some some new fresher perspectives um but anyway thank y'all so much for joining um if you have any questions comments or concerns you can mm-hmm. send us an email at two mourners at gmail.com we have had um 
our new friend Katie reach out to yes. us multiple times. Katie, shout out to you. Um, love talking with you. Sorry, it takes a little while to respond. <laughs> um, but we always do. Um, and uh, so you can email us there. You can follow us on Instagram at two mourners pod. Um, or you can follow us. Well, and you can follow and us on TikTok fact, at two mourners podcast. Um, but we'd love to connect with y'all there. Um, we do put a lot of love and effort into the things that we post. So hope y'all enjoy them as much as we do, but thank y'all for joining. And as always, happy heisting. That was like a good, oh, you're still going. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we never do it in that pitch. I know. That was good. We have the, the (laughs) orphanage. Can I show you what I'm proud of? That kills me every time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) That was a good one.